0: The Thieves' Guild has sponsored today's podcast. The Thieves' Guild is your number one destination for the procurement of robbers, burglars, housebreakers, shoplifters, pickpockets, muggers, larcenists, pilferers, poachers, embezzlers, swindlers, crooks, cutpers, footpads and lurchers. Just head down to the Clothmaker's Guild and ask for a pebbled-down mattress. Wink twice and answer Fiddle Me Dee when they ask you your name. But don't tell them I sent you. I owe them money. All oh, the Tabletop are playing news, we aim to amuse and we aim to enthuse, and Morris' Unofficial Tabletop RPG Talk. Hello, 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 and welcome to Morris's Unofficial Tabletop RPG Talk. I, as always, am Russ, aka Morris, or Morris, aka Russ,
1: and with me, as usual, is... Peter Coffey from the Southampton Guild of Role Players. Rest as ever, it's an absolutely energetically delightful pleasure to be here.
0: It's a bit cozier than usual, Peter, isn't it? it it's super cozy. We're kind of crumbled up here in front, of, in front of my computer because we seem to have... some. When I say we, I mean I, <laughs> because Peter wasn't here at the time. I have an alibi! Uh, somehow over the weekend, I appear to have lost the cable that goes into the mixer from which the microphones come out. It's a problem. It is a problem, and we've tried searching around the house and we cannot find a replacement cable. So we are sitting in front of the computer, huddled up together for yes. warmth.
1: Yes, yes that's super <laughs> appropriate <laughs> on this 20 degrees centigrade day, which for those of you um, in hot countries would be like, yeah, whatever. Oh, shouldn't you whack a jumper on? It's a bit warmer than that, I think. I think they said it was going to get to 27 today. I know, I know. Um, bearing in mind this is the UK where we laugh in the face of the concept of the air conditioning. I may occasionally have a fan, which is great, but does make for an awkward podcast recording noise. So you, we're, we're just sat here hoping that the next-door neighbour's dog does not go absolutely bananas one more time. Mm-hmm. He's quite a loud yappy dog. Super yappy. Yeah. Actually, we it's a tiny dog yeah. as well. And that's not next door, that's three or four houses down. <laughs> <laughs> but we're here. We're ready to record. What better time could there be? So how's your week been, Peter? Yeah, it's been pretty awesome. Um, I have been to a castle yesterday. Ooh, which castle? Uh, a rental castle. Oh, I love the rental castle. Yeah. I've um, been doing it in quite a while. Yes, they, they have um, a bunch of historical reenactors uh, doing various things like shooting arrows at stuff. And yeah. Hacking away at each other, which involves uh, grown men wearing several layers of padding and train and helmets and a tabard or two on top than having some sort of massive mosh on, a, on the green. I was like, "Yeah, That
0: sounds almost exactly like what I was watching this
1: morning. Nah! <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, no, that was Game of Thrones. Oh, that was Game of Thrones.
1: <laughs> like Game of Thrones, but with 100% less dragon.
0: Uh, yes. yes. 200% less dragon. Maybe no, even 300%. Doesn't even make sense. You know what? Okay. I,
1: well, no spoilers, hey.
0: Huh? <laughs> no spoilers! That's my battle cry. cry. Well, shall we do some news? Oh, I suppose we could. I saw something quite funny. You did? I like funny things. Oh yes, Uh, it's even it's even on a Reddit, and you like you like Reddits. Oh yes, (laughs) your your
1: iPad portrays you.
0: (laughs) So um, it's this thing that um, someone posted on Reddit. Um, His name is Second Best D and D. Yes, I think that's his born name. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. seems likely. Yeah, Um, (laughs) his his older his older brother is best mate D &D, and (laughs) D. (laughs) It's
1: like like when your parents just name (laughs) you third best son. Yeah, yeah, so like some people say it's harsh, but how else will they learn us? How else exactly. will they learn? Exactly. Yeah. but anyway, this is a, it's, it's a sort of uh, like it's like a, a page
0: from um, the players' handbook, but yeah. it's called uh, "If Spells and Abilities Were Written: How My Players Use Them." <laughs> and so he's basically taken some common spells and other abilities yes. and just rewritten them.
1: Yeah. So yes. I'm not
0: going to read them all, but he's basically got he's got charm person, zone of truth, wild shape, sacred weapon on the sly. Nah. Sneak attack, <laughs> but I am a cleric, spellbook and spell slots. Mm. So um, I'll just need to charm person, for example. Oh, yeah, yeah. Charm person, casting time. One action. Range. Uh, touch. 30 no, feet. But 30 okay. okay. Components, swivel, somatic. Yeah. Okay. Duration. Debatable. Um, see below. Oh.
1: <laughs> an hour. An hour. Damn it. Meant... <laughs> uh,
0: and then he says, you attempt to charm a humanoid you can see within range. Okay. Good start. Solid yes. start. I like it. The target is required to make a wisdom saving throw.
1: Traditional.
0: If they succeed, that's bullshit. What? That's complete ah. bullshit. <laughs> Why would anyone take this spell if it literally does nothing? I hate this class. If the target fails its wisdom saving throw, you own that humanoid and it will do literally anything you want. It's not friendly. It's yours. You may tell it to give you all of its money or shit its pants and legally it has to do it. It's right here in the rule book. I think around it is not. After an hour, your Dungeon Master <laughs> might say that the effect ends, but honestly, that's bullshit. I can't believe that. <laughs> what good is this spell if it's not permanent? This game sucks. I shouldn't have been a bard. <laughs> that's true. They should not
1: have be been a bard. No, I can agree with that a bit.
0: Oh. I, like, uh, I like, but I am a cleric as well. This is a cleric oh, class feature. Yeah, It's a so good one, this.
1: It's an important class feature, is not it? Once
0: per long rest, yes, When adjacent to a damaged and friendly creature, you may restore all of its hit points. All of its hit points. If the dungeon master asks you to describe how you accomplish this, Mm -hmm. point out that you are a cleric. I'm a cleric. Gesture vaguely towards your spell list. Oh. As though you cannot be bothered with
1: such petty concerns. Well, I've got them all right here. Healing <laughs> words, your yeah. words.
0: What would you want? Yeah, I can <laughs> definitely heal him up. So, yeah, he's on max hit points. Yeah. yeah. There. Um, yeah. Uh, so, he's got a whole bunch of these. So, I'm going to stick a link in the show notes for that. Because um, it is definitely, definitely worth definitely worth reading. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> and I can identify with pretty much all of them, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, moving on to some actual news, though. What? Well, actual news? Actual news. The first episode of Pezo's Oblivion Oath is up on um, YouTube now. The first episode of Pezo's what though? Oblivion Oath. Oh, ah, Oblivion Oath. Right, yeah, this is their yeah. live play, actual play, live stream, actual live stream play. You just you, What you can do, you can take live, play, actual and stream uh-huh. and you can use any two of those words and it still makes sense. So it's their stream actual. It's their action yeah. stream.
1: <laughs> 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 their stream play. If you're yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> their live actual. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or oh,
0: Pathfinder 2. <gasps> it's That's run it. by um, designer Jason Borman. Ooh. And uh, I haven't watched it yet, so I can't Have really comment one? any more than this. But it is on YouTube, and you can sit and watch. Um, I think, actually, by the time this goes out, the second episode is going to be up there too. Yes. Um, so if you are interested in Pathfinder 2, it's, uh, it's a good way for you to
1: see what the final, final version of the rules ended up looking like. Yes. Yeah. Uh, do we know anything about Savage Worlds and their release schedule? Because apparently the books for the Kickstarter awards have been delayed until August. Really? I did not know that. They, 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 well, this is my unconfirmed rumour that I've heard, because um, I've been getting super back into my Savage Worlds. Uh, That's been my cause of the moment. I'm jonesing desperately. Desperately, Russ. For my uh Savage Worlds Adventurers Edition handbook because I actually said, Oh go on, go on. I said, What I'll do is I'll go for the nice black gold embossed cover with the extra like little things. Cause I just I I, I, I was just like, no, I'm, I'm I'm gonna do it, I'm going to go and commit to getting like a nice copy draw book because I believe it will get and certainly PDF. Has been really interesting. So
0: where did you see the information about? Because I can't see a note on the Kickstarter page itself.
1: No, I'm, I'm hearing it off Reddit. So I, I was just wondering if there had been something official that noticed that they'd announced or anything like that. But uh,
0: for those, oh wait a minute, for those who want to hear it, yeah, it does look like they are shipping in August. When was it
1: originally supposed to ship? Well, I've had the PDF ready, so like now-ish.
0: Hello, your editor Daryl here. The original estimated release date for the Savage Worlds limited edition hardcover was June of 2019. So this is going to be a bit over a two month delay from the original estimated release date proposed by the Kickstarter.
1: Yeah? Oh, I, well, there I, you go. I, I, Well, I mean, the PDF copy came out, what, two months ago? Maybe three months ago? Mm-hmm. In fact, mine came out before Christmas. I can't remember It did, that. it did, because I remember telling you about it, and you were surprised. Yeah. Because yeah. you didn't know it had come out, despite, despite the fact that you were a backer of the Kickstarter and I nice. wasn't. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so it's come out before, before Christmas, and yeah. now I'm going to have to wait, what, eight, nine months before I actually get my sweaty paws on a copy, and yeah, it's
0: like,
1: oh, yeah. Well, it's not too fine now, though.
0: Um, so, you remember um, the many, many, many Greek settings? Oh, so many. I think there's three, is there? So there's he- he- it Hellenistica. Oh, mm, yeah, um, sure, but. <laughs> uh, yeah, Hellenistica by... Um, 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 oh, oh, has Rodney bought one out? No, he has not uh, oh, uh, oh, There's a guy D- D- Ken Hyde. Ken Hyde Hellenistica is by Ken Hyde. Yes. There's Arcadia with a K. Yes. Which is by somebody else. Is that not a Russian one? No, I thought no, that was Russian. It's a Russian one, yeah. yeah. And then of course there's Odyssey of the Dragon Lords. Yeah. Which is the one yes. from the uh, Bioware designers. Okay, yeah. Um that's just hit Kickstarter. Oh okay. Which is why it's in the news and it's doing it pretty well. I think it's made a good couple of hundred grand already quite quickly. Um and it's looking absolutely gorgeous if you look at some of the Ooh. artwork from it. Oh wow, what's oh, that? Very pretty. What the fish is going on there? That looks oh, like a hands coming out of the out of the ground and a big tree man. Some kind. Some kind of titan, I would
1: have thought. Puts me in mind a bit of um... Oh, it's not dada esque uh, Sort of a Picasso almost. Okay. Um, As in you've got like these arms reaching up, but they're clearly the size of trees. They're reaching up uh, towards this sort of Tenebrous, twisting, shadowy cloud tenebrous. That's going Tenebrous. Wow, that's a word. That's a okay, good word. fine. Shadowy, if you must. No, that is a good word. word. I like oh. it. I've never heard anyone use that word before. That's a good word. Oh, thank you. Anyway, uh, sort of reaching down again with more hands, and sort of reaching up to join each other. And it's like, I don't know what's going on, but that shit looks spooky as fuck. Well, mm. Excuse my French. Yeah. So these so
0: these guys. They did, you know, World Escapes 1 and 2, Neverwinter Nights, Dragon Age Origins, Knights of the Old Republic, stuff like that. This, is, the, this is their design history in video games. Storied games. Mm. Absolutely. And they've moved on to D&D 5th edition. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is this is, this is Greek-inspired. I think the other two we mentioned yeah. were very much Greek mythology. Yes. they like, like, the Greek mythology. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is more Greek-inspired, I think, rather mm. than actually Greek yeah. mythology.
1: I'm pretty sure there's been at least one other uh, Greek- uh, Kickstarter, Greek themed fifth D D Kickstarter. That would have been Arcadia, yeah. Well we we've had that and I saw and Hellenistic uh, I don't it hasn't oh. happened yet. It's just, oh, that it been... was
0: announced last year. Oh
1: yeah, there's been, there's been another couple of um, conversions. There was one that I actually missed because I because we were doing it and actually because I forgot about it and didn't immediately get in the Kickstarter, it was so close to the date that I actually missed it. And no, it wasn't okay. Arcadia. That was another one. Anyway. Oh. But yes. Uh, well, it's, it, it, it's uh, clearly Greek myths, clearly popular, and to be fair, Greek myths, superheroes. Yeah, yeah uh, We talked about Jason and the Argonauts before, and the original one, and how that was basically an attempt to set a superhero yeah. franchise. So, yeah, why not? Hmm. Uh, what else do we have? Um, Star Wars
0: Allies and Adversaries. Ooh. Um, this is basically <coughs> a. Big old book of NPCs mm. by um, Fantasy Play Games for their yes. Star
1: Wars game. I think we have mentioned it before. Yeah, yes, um, I think we talked about it. Uh, they're bringing out all sorts of Boba Fets. So they've things. just got a,
0: some preview pieces online that you can have a quick look through. Oh, that's some nice Star Wars. Oh, yeah, is that, is that so bad for them? that'll be a banter. That'll be a Wookiee with armor. Well, I say armor. It's more spiky shoulder pads. Oh, dangerous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh, Grand Moff talking. Yeah, uh, Chewbacca. Yeah, and, uh, and 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 others. Yes. Yeah. So, um, if people are interested in seeing that, they can just pop to the link in the show notes, and there's a whole whole preview there with loads of artwork and other bits of exciting information. Yes. Good times. To whet your Star Wars appetite. Yes. Uh, what else we have? We have got. Uh, we have. Got, oh yes, we have got. You remember the New York Times posted all about. Um, D and couple of weeks ago.
1: Oh yes, yes. They, they were saying, oh, we know why D D is so popular. And
0: we're yeah, do you know? And did you know what the Washington Post did? The Washington Post went well. We are having some of that. If the New York Times can do it, we can do it too. So yes. the uh, Washington Post has now posted an article called "How Dungeons and Dragons Somehow Became More Popular Than Ever." Welcome to the party. Yes, yeah. And the BBC did did one last year too. So I
1: think and Forbes does them quite often. Can, can we call this news at this point? It's like, yeah, it's really big, but your, your claims to know how it happened. Um, I think it's, I think it's news to people who don't follow role playing games at all. Yeah, yeah. So like if you're if you're not involved with role playing games, then yes, uh, the um, world spanning popularity of D and D is probably yeah news to you. Yeah. I guess yeah. 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 Mm. Um, Amazon has a new D and D page. Ooh. Um, so if you want to, is that where you can go for all your spoilers? Or press releases uh, No. Before, before they actually get around to releasing the stuff. That like yeah, you know, oh see, yeah, flag it up on Amazon <laughs> there. So it's like official official release of forthcoming Sadly, no. It's just a single page carefully laid out
0: so that you can find all the D and D products all on one page. Right. And it sort of has sections for new to D and D, then you've got these ones, and uh, you know, returning to D and D, you've got these ones, and oh. these are accessories, and these are the core rules, and all this sort of stuff, all kind of laid out. So that anyone can just go along to Amazon's D and D page and at a glance kind of know where to go and what to get. How convenient! I thought so. Yeah, I thought it was very jolly nice of them.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh... So the hobby market is down three percent in two thousand and eighteen. Was down three percent in two
1: thousand
0: and eighteen. Okay. Um, so it shrunk for the first time in quite a number of years. Yeah. Because it's been very much on the rise. Um, this was, was that? This okay? was, well, this is well, all of 2018. Oh, okay. So this is a study by ICV2. Mm-hmm. Um, so the whole hobby games market was, of course, not just RPGs, which yes. is only a tiny, tiny part oh, of it. okay. It's um, collectible card games and miniatures and board games. Board games, all sorts of stuff. Board um, games, war games, CCGs, yeah, a whole lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the good news is RPGs yes. is up. Yeah. So it, RPGs are up 18%, Woo-hoo. but the market as a whole is down 3%, and apparently that is mainly due to a big reduction in collectible games oh. over the last year, for some reason mm. losing traction. Interesting. Uh, collectible games being what, like Magic the Gathering? Yeah, collectible, collectible card games. Yeah. I think there were probably other collectible games, I don't know. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. Like probably something involving minis. Probably or See dies like or something. something. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? That that wouldn't be the topic of this podcast. You'd have to look for another podcast. Yes. Right have to look for the Collectible Games podcast. Yes. Yes. <laughs> the CGP.
0: <laughs> yeah. Kickstarter have announced yes. that the games category over at Kickstarter yeah. has crossed one yeah. billion dollars.
1: <coughs> Whoa! Calm down, Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> one billion dollars. <laughs> One billion? One billion. So that's like what? That thousand be. A thousand million? A billion. and Yes, an American billion, I assume. Rather than a British billion. Well, that's a, that's a standard. <laughs> <I don't even laughs> just go with it. A thousand million dollars. All right. Uh, so what's a RPG set you back Like $45? Like that? Uh, I suppose it varies, but yeah. I, I couldn't tell you what the average pledge okay, yeah. is. Yeah. So we're saying like $100 if you splurge and get dice and everything. Yeah. Well, this is <laughs> this
0: is games overall though. It's not just RPGs.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean that includes. But, but hundred dollars seems like a like yeah. You know, well, has a first approximation, hundred dollars like that's a swanky computer game with like some extra bits. Yeah. It's like RPG with like all the bits and post packaging. It's a really nice board game with PnP. Mm. Right. And that's got to be included, I assume. Mm. So hundred dollars, uh, thousand million. So that's about ten million, roughly. Sort of games shifted. Uh, what, units? Yeah.
0: Yeah, so it's 17,000 projects in total. Wow. Oh. And um, what's interesting, though, is 680 million of that is the tabletop game. Ooh, like board games. what board games, role-playing games. Okay. You know, tabletop board games, board is, as opposed to video games. Way for you, yeah. Um, so you you think, you'd initially think, ah, oh, it's probably just the big video games making those and those money. It's not. It's no. tabletop
1: games. It's, That's it's right. the majority of it. Well, yeah, I mean... Um, this is very anecdotal, of course, so you shouldn't rely upon it for your scientific backing. And definitely don't quote Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG talk. Has an authoritative source in writing any sort of academic works. But <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> my life tells me that uh, people were complaining a lot about Kickstarter mm-hmm. on Reddit and so forth. And people were saying, well, actually, um, RPGs and tabletop games are some of the most reliable. Okay, Don't know why. Don't know why. We've got no explanation for uh, it, but yeah. they're coming through, and certainly the numbers from Kickstarter are bearing it out. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, interesting. I mean, to, to be fair, it does make a sort of sense because when you're all like doing an um, RPG on Kickstarter, you've got various levels of preparedness from all the way from like yourself, who's like, "My product is ready. Mm-hmm. Give me the money so I can print and ship it," and uh, all the way to people are saying, "Well, yeah, we've got most of an idea here. We need some artwork." Well, I wonder the if there's goes. an element of that, the reason that they're more reliable, yes.
0: might be. And I, this is, you know, I'm just putting this, this completely, is out, speculation. completely
1: out of the air here. Yeah,
0: so yeah. the RPG industry yes. is so small yes. that, generally speaking, it's sort of not more than one person away from from anyone else. Yeah. Um, which makes it, you know, a very, very small network. Yeah. Which means your reputation kind of... precedes you. Well, well is very important whereas yeah. the, like the electronics industry for example if yeah. you're producing a new electronic gadget on Kickstarter yeah. to I don't know for, I don't know it's like something. an air cooling device like, or something yeah it's like a solar powered yeah. screwdriver or something okay
1: yes. a <laughs> must have accessory <laughs> for 2019 you heard it here first solar powered <laughs> Screwdrivers, absolutely way for us. But, yes. but, but the size of the electronics industry is... Take my money, sorry. Yeah. It's, it's
0: <laughs> massive, isn't it? Yeah, so, yeah. Um, Generally speaking, you don't have this sort of small niche community where everybody knows each other. Yeah. And I wonder if that helps. Just It's just a bit of peer pressure, almost, pushing RPGs wow. to be a little more reliable because
1: you're going to piss off somebody you know. Yeah. Mm. They might even have backed your Kickstarter. Yeah. we to you and say, Russ... Where's my kit? Where's my kit? Where's my kit, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, And also people like, uh, was it, I think, Modifius was it? They, yes. they, they tend to swoop in and rescue Kickstarters and make sure people get the reward. Uh I think Chaosium have done that a couple Chaosium, of times. Chaosium, that's what I'm thinking of. Um, do tend to swoop
0: in and help publish games. Yes. Like, they're, they're now publishing that, ba- um, Bioware. Mm-hmm. Um, Designs. Oh, okay. The Bioware Greek theme D D module. Yeah, I okay. think. Um, yes, yeah, So, so in the latest piece of news, I can officially announce <coughs> that uh, now, um, mm-hmm. Modifius now pr- uh, produces and publishes every role playing game ever to have been written and ever to be written. Yes, sir. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? They saw an opening in the market, print everything, and they went for it. Yes. Um, so, so what what are they carrying from what sold is now? <laughs> right there we go oh okay so, uh, so next yes is yes Drishter-Wurden. yay Drisdawurton he is boundless he's certainly back <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh go no, new novel yes
0: available for pre-order now Ooh. by of course R.A. Salvatore yes I don't know what to tell you really it's going to be out in September if you're a fan of Drisd novels best day ever best day ever um, yeah, um, this one features Zach a lot, which is Drizzt's dad. Oh, okay. As far as I can make out from the, uh, the, from the back cover blurb. Sure, wow. Yes, and he's now been displaced in time in some way. Ah,
1: is he lost in time and space? Uh-huh. uh-huh. The drizzt Kafulu overlap crossover. Best day ever. Mm. Driz goes for a different plane and fights Kafulu. I hope he does. That'd be awesome. That would be amazing. I'd read that. I think that would be excellent. Um, let's have a look. Mm -hmm. I think there was a humble bundle about 3D printing stuff at some point. Oh, yes, Daryl mentions Mm. that here. Do you
0: have a 3D printer? No. No. (laughs) Are you styled for blueprints to create terrain and images for your games? Mm, No, but I could be. Do you not own a 3D printer?
1: I do not own a 3D printer.
0: Then you might want to check your local library or university, as many
1: have printers. Oh, Nice, that's true. (laughs) Uh, Also, hack spaces are sources of printers. There's actually uh, one local to Southampton. Uh, What spaces? spaces? A hack space. Hack space. Hack. Hack Hack space. Chop, chop. Hack space. It's where you put stuff together. Um, So a hack space is essentially sort of like a workshop Mm. that your aspiring geek worker can go to and um, gain membership of and then gain access to various tools. And things that they might not be able to keep in their home due to reasons of space or reasons. Okay, right. And you think you have learned I've never this. heard of a hack space before in my entire life? Okay. Remember, uh, get on the Discord and make sure to laugh at Russ about how you didn't know about hack spaces because then that will make me feel much better about myself. Hashtag, mean, will... #Hashtag Team Morris #Hashtag Team Morris That's Team <laughs> Because
0: I'm being bullied by Peter again. Yay! <laughs> As happens frequently. <laughs> you <Yeah. laughs> it. Strong term. Um, <laughs> um, well, anyway, I was talking about this three D printing yeah, stuff. Come on, before, that, yeah, before yeah. you interrupted <laughs> me and started talking about <laughs> hacks and spaces and uh, stop, stop digressing and focus. Come so on. Um, this bundle, which is yes. you, this is your news item. You brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> it's on your website. <laughs> you paid for this to occur. This is on you. <laughs> so, um, is it, yeah. Well, yeah. There's a bundle. Yeah. Three D printing stuff. There you go. A uh,
1: humble um, bundle.
0: Yeah, so um, $343 worth of plans, which you can get for yes. either $1, $8, or $15. Nice. And it's got dungeons, caves, monsters, treasure chests, statues, crates, ruins, doors, and more. And it, is, it benefits the Navy Marine Corps Relief Society. Ah, uh-huh. fantastic. I think we're probably done with the news. But uh, oh. that was quite quick, wasn't it? Ah, uh, well, never mind. Well, there we go? Oh no! One last bit. Oh yes, yes, yes. All right. Which of these D and D classes? Yes. Would you take if you had to choose one? Fighter. Hashtag. This is really an ad. Oh. I'm advertising something that I'm going to be kickstarting soon. i And oh. secretly oh. advertising yeah. it by asking you a question and oh. engaging you. Oh, is this one of those advertorials I hear so much about? Oh, Okay. Well, yeah. no. So, no, so basically, um, we did a touch oh. more class. Yes. um a couple of years ago which was seven new d and d classes and in fact you did a touch of class a touch of class yeah and we're doing a touch more class in a couple of months yeah or even less than a couple of months maybe yes. and uh so I, I posted like the uh the nine classes yeah and well based just descriptions on them just to see what sort of ones people would choose if so so you're starting a new d and d game and you have to have one of these classes for whatever bizarre reason there's a yes. a, a sniper Saying choose one of these classes, or I'm going to shoot you. Okay. Okay. So these are your choices. Yes, so You have a blood weaver, blood weaver, a blood, a blood weaver. Ooh, nice. he's like a macabre magician. I'm not going to read the descriptions if you. Sounds blotchy. If you just like the name, or you don't. Yeah. Uh, I we've think got, they have a big
1: paintbrush. Yes, almost certainly. Like, like, like a sort of mm. an evil Bob Ross. <laughs> <laughs> we've got the Fate Bender, Destiny's Chosen. Oh, yes, yes. The person that all the GMs will love, <laughs> and ever and ever and ever. The Gemini, the two-faced warrior. Ba, ba, ba.
0: The Geomancer. Nature's half-mage. Oh, yeah. An earthbender, you say? Crack on. Mm-hmm. Essentially, yeah. yeah. Uh, the Gunfighter. A black-powder desperado. Pew, 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 pew. Yeah. Earth. I don't think it has laser guns. <laughs> I'm very disappointed <laughs> Morris.
1: Very disappointed. Anyway, crack on. The Lodestar. Fractured soul given form. What? You mean they're sort of magnetic? Um, well, they've got these... Oh, that would be a lodestone, my bad. Yeah, be. sort of. And um, then got,
0: it's got these got got stones that, uh, like... like um, ion stones or even stones however you pronounce it, yes. um, spinning around their heads. Oh, okay. Uh, the Mahout, a monster tamer. Mahout. Oh yes, yes, of course. Yeah. Uh, the Savant, mind over matter. Oh. That one's basically Sherlock Holmes. Yes. And the Tinkerer, engineer of wonder. Mm, nice. What do you reckon? What would you choose? Gifu, like Yeah. Yes. I would go. I would go Savant. I think I like the idea of doing sort of Sherlock Holmes. It's like Sherlock Holmes, but sort of Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes, you know, where oh. he's like, very I mean, calculated the way he fights and that sort of <sighs> stuff, and it's all like... Like mm. that
1: on in his head. Yeah, yeah. Blam, let's go! Yeah, yeah. I
0: like, I like the look of that one. Absolutely. But anyway, that'll be coming out in, what, a month or so? Oh, Ooh, it'll be fun. Month. Yes, there we go. Sneaky bit of my own news in
1: it. We would be able, we'll, if you decide to surprise, patronise, patronise, kickstart, yeah, kickstart mm-hmm. this idea would you also be able to get access to a touch of class as well? Yes, For those of this old. yes, you will. <sighs> they will both be available on the Kickstarter. So you'll be able to get one or both
0: of the books. Really? Or... No, the only combination one or both. <laughs> I was kind of thinking there's a third combination there, but you can get but one, the other ones one or, or the both. other or both. Yes, you that's get the
1: three. You one, get. both, or none. <laughs> or none, or none of them. You <laughs> can go to the Kickstarter you and can get, get none of the get books. Just give us money if you wish. <laughs> but honestly, the books, the books honestly should be quite good. We, don't, we I don't, I don't know. i have seen them, but I, I have every <laughs> reason to please they quite good. Oh, i have got one last little bit. Oh yes, yes. critical role. Uh-huh.
0: The Kickstarter ended finally. Oh, goodness. Yes. Did they break the 10 mil mark? Well, I was just going to say, why don't you try and guess what they got? I'll tell you my guess. Yes. When they launched, I guess they would make $12 million. Okay.
1: That was quite a lot of money. Yeah. I think I did guess 23 or $35 million something last week you said thirty
0: six million actually, yeah. I, I, have I have no conception of the value of money. Has <laughs> well been established. Um yes. Um. Well they got eleven million three hundred and eighty-five thousand four hundred and forty-nine dollars. Mm. With over eighty-eight thousand backers. Get in. That is insane. Eleven point four K. Yeah. Good shout, lads, good, good shout out. Wow, it's it's the fifth biggest Kickstarter of any kind ever. Hmm. Mm. That's pretty good going I think that is pretty impressive yeah. it doesn't actually count as an RPG Kickstarter or even okay. a tabletop one though it's firmly in the um, films and media category oh yeah yeah but um, even so that's all quite good it's still, it's still awesome yeah. yeah yeah
1: anyway are they going to make a series out of that yeah yes I think they're right. doing a whole series now Whew. it was yeah. originally just for one episode yeah but we really should find out <laughs> I mean, imagine if they did, like, a two-hour-long episode and spent 12... Well, actually, it'd be probably... I don't know, it be longer. Wow. We really should find out how much the budget for a film is, so we've got some idea of how well they've done. Um, I think they do talk about it quite a bit in some of their updates and stuff.
0: Yeah. It's probably worth looking.
1: Oh. Um,
0: and um, I think um, Daryl talked about it a little bit in his little editorial bit on the um, oh. Patreon episode last week. Mm. But, yeah, it, it varies immensely. But for an animated episode, I think they're basically talking around a million per episode. Wow. So, but, at least 11, maybe even 12. Yeah. 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 Who knows? Well, you know, if you, ta- if you take off other costs and things like that, and they've yeah. also got to produce all the, like, hats and bags and
1: oh, badges merch, or whatever whatever, oh, whatever, oh, whatever yeah. it is there. the paraphernalia. Yeah. yeah.
0: Whatever <laughs> it is, they're actually giving you via Kickstarter, because yeah, yeah. oh. the, the actual show itself is going out to everyone.
1: Yes. Anyway, should we play our favourite game in all the world? Our favourite game in all the world? Hmm. Wow, that'd be amazing. Right, Um, I'll play a good singer. (laughs) 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 Not that game, Peter, not that game.
0: Oh, our favourite game in all the world. Yes, a game where I read out the name of the Kickstarter. Yes. And you try and guess what it is from just the name.
1: Oh, I was supposed to try and guess what it is? Yeah. Damn, I've been playing this game all wrong. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I was wondering why I'd been doing so badly in points. (laughs) Well, how about that, hey? Let's
0: give it a go. Let's see if you can turn your fortunes around. Then
1: Why the hell not?
0: Why not? Okay, number one
1: Uh is Uh Critical Core. Critical Core. Um, Much so, I would love this to be a... Uh, sci-fi slipperman for say traveler or some other science fiction game where they talk about um exactly under what conditions you would need to do what they call a core dump and uh get rid of your no from a DC system. So and that's when they talk about like having you know what conditions and what happens when you actually dump your warp core. I don't think it's that. It's not that. It would be cool if it was that. But it's not. It's not. So, I think, instead it is the core rules for a system. Um, I guess, maybe the critical system? Um, I'm hoping it involves some sort of information about critical hits. Otherwise, I'm very disappointed. Hmm.
0: Well, you just scored minus a million points. Excellent. Excellent indeed. So, what this is, is a core rule book oh. for an adapted and streamlined version oh. of D&D 5th edition. But it's designed... For oh. kids on the autism spectrum to build confidence and social oh. skills. Oh, so it's kind good. of like an oh, yeah. educational um, therapeutic. Is that the word I mean? I don't, know if that's I, I, mean. I don't know if you finish your sentence, I'll be able to say it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, well, it's designed to sort of help um, children, parents engage with their children yeah. at home, and also um, apparently for professionals to use as group social skills tools as oh, well. Yeah, then
1: therapeutic would be a word you'd yes,
0: yeah. Yeah. use. Um, suitable for cognitive age 9 plus, including mm-hmm. teens and adults, two yeah. to four players recommended, plus yeah. one adult who acts as the facilitator. Oh.
1: Nice, nice. Yeah,
0: so yeah. I think I think that's also you know it's quite an important project as well, rather yeah. than just of really Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So yeah, it's good they're doing that. Yeah. Okay, nice. next one. Yes, sir. The next one is called yes. the Grand Temple. Yes. of Jing and Grand has an E in it. And the E is at the end of the word. <laughs> it might be a certain E at the beginning. It might be the E Grand. <laughs> no, it's
1: at the end of the word. So, so it's not the Greens. The grand. Okay. It's, yes, it's, it's the Grand. Yes, it's the Grand Temple. The Grande. Temple of Jing. Well, presumably it's a very big temple. Um I mean, it's huge. It's far, far too large for one person to drink in a single sitting. Hmm. See, <laughs> so topical Starbucks humour, know, and they say Jerry Seinfeld's after Yeah. Starbucks jokes. Starbucks jokes are the best jokes. Yes. Um, like when you see Dirk, Benedict, and the lady whose name I have temporarily forgotten sitting in Starbucks, enjoying Starbucks. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying. It's, it's, a, good joke. it's a good joke, yeah. It's yeah. not. It's it a really isn't. <laughs> anyway, the sounds of humour have dropped. <laughs> uh, and the, the, was it Jing with a J? Uh, J-I-N-G. Jing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I will say this sounds like uh, some sort of vaguely Chinese uh, slash oriental sort of um, module for adventuring in. Um, the use of grand with an E. Um, presumably, there's no accent to his DE, which mm. would make it in fact grande. Uh, and jing, I happen to know, is the Chinese word for gold. Uh, if I get that wrong, then doubtless uh, my wife will correct me Okay. okay. Uh, anyway, not that she listens to this podcast. Oh, wait. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving swiftly on. <laughs> yeah, so Grand Home Jing, it's going to be a source book set in a oriental slash chinese setting hopefully not a terrible mishmash of china korea and japan has usually happens this sort of thing but an actual proper like yeah we going to lean in and do like fantasy terminology and do something interesting and yeah i'm hoping for something gold happening mm. mm-hmm. and definitely dragons if there's no dragons i should also be very disappointed uh, okay, what is that? Incorrect. Another
0: minus million points. Okay. Um. So this is a mega dungeon. Old school style mega dungeon, mm-hmm. but with modern rules and sensibilities. And this would be different from module? Okay. Um, there are 65 themed dungeon levels. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, and it has, um, the interesting thing is um, they've got a, a slew 65, of designers. Yeah, it's, it's big. Wow. 500 pages, this book. Um, okay. It's got um, some proper legendary game designers involved. Mm-hmm. So they've got Jonathan Tweet. Oh yes. Uh, they've got Monty
1: Cook, uh, Thirteen Page, and Monty Cook. Yeah.
0: Monty Cook is
1: third edition, Numenera. Yeah. yeah. All sorts of stuff. Oh um, yeah, yeah. No, I, I know. I, I don't think i actually had the chance to play any of his games because people aren't running them. Monty Cooks. Yeah. yeah. You must have played third edition at one point. Third edition, indeed. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There you go.
0: Uh, Skip Williams mm-hmm. uh, Ed Greenwood who created The Forgotten Realms mm-hmm. uh, Jim Ward who was mm-hmm. um, oh. he's obviously draw Drawmage is summons. Yeah. Gary Gygax's gaming group yeah. uh, Chris Pramus of Green Run and Publishing mm-hmm. um, who's done tons of d d stuff yeah, a lot Stan with an exclamation mark Stan yeah he's a prolific D&D author nice um, Grimtooth Ah, of um, the traps. Okay. Um,
1: Matt Mayhew, Dave Gross, Mate, Kevin si- Andrew Murphy. It's a 65-level dungeon. If you don't have some traps in there, then I don't know what well, it is there.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah um, so it says that there's something for every group and style of play. So some of the levels are heavy in combat and tactics, and others are yes. filled with riddles and puzzles or other challenges. Some are quick, some are huge spools that harken back to the dungeon days of old. Some are steadily serious, some are almost frivolous. So it just sounds like a, a whole big collection yeah. of different themed levels. Right. Yeah. Like, um, thingy, what?
1: Dungeon of do Mad Maze. Yeah, exactly. was that. Basically, well, each level was a totally different thing. i, I got to say, this might actually be bigger. It is bigger. Yeah. Considerably bigger. Yeah. Much, much bigger. It's it's pretty huge. Yeah. Uh, you've, got, you've got cold characters that will have their adventuring lives mm. within the confines of that module.
0: I'm not clear, though, why the word grand has an E on the end of it or why they use a Jing. Chinese word like Qing. Well... Who knows? Yes. I feel it won't be relevant. Yeah. No. Okay, the next one is... Yes? It is. Yes? You yes. might yes. like, like, like uh, Sorry. This one is called Deniable Assets.
1: Okay. It's an interesting name, at least. Um, Deniable assets would indicate some sort of spies or other operatives engaged in covert operations. Um, And it would be... um, I would hope for a sourcebook to talk about how to add um, various uh, deniable assets into your game, Uh, like people like um, mercenaries... Like almost shadow runners, if you will, uh, people who are not on official government payrolls but nevertheless undertake uh, operations for you.
0: Hmm. I'm glad you said shadow runners because this is the cyberpunk genre. Okay. Um, so I'm going to give you five out of ten for that. Okay. So you you're at You're at minus four million plus five, whatever that comes to. Uh-huh. Um. But this is um. a neo eighties game uh-huh. uh, about the unglimpsed mid tier villains of a cyber, of the cyberpunk genre. The unglimpsed
1: mid-tier villains.
0: Yes, so um, you play rank-and-file corporate rats. You blow money you don't have, fund technology you can't control, lie to everyone and dodge spies, grifters and kill teams as you strive for power in a rigged and amoral system.
1: I can see why it's Neo-80s. Yes. That might be fun. We'll have main listeners who will be... Well, I don't know if we'll have main listeners, but it's potentially we've got listeners... For whom the 80s was, what, 40 odd years ago? Yeah. I think the 80s was 40 odd years ago for everyone. That's true. The 80s was only last week. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> it feels like it was only last week. <laughs>
0: um, well, I think that's probably the end of our favourite game in all the world, in which you scored minus 3,999,995. <laughs> that's a bad, bad score. Yeah, yeah. Not
1: a bad score. I prefer to think of it in absolute terms.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> right, you did quite well there.
1: Thank you for calling the adventurous hotline. This call may be recorded for quality assurance purposes. How may I help you today? It's my talking sword. Your talking sword? Is there a problem? Yes,
0: there is. It doesn't seem to be working. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. How would you
1: describe the problem you're having with your sword?
0: Well, it still cuts things. The magical edge still fells foes as effectively as ever. It just seems to have stopped talking to me. I see. And when did you first notice the problem? Let me see. I think it might have been just after I saved the town of Satbury from an orc warband. Mm. Orc warband. Um, can you tell me what happened? It was all quite routine, to be honest. My companions and I got word that Balthurg and his army were in the sullen marches. We met them at the gates of Satbury and I challenged the orc lord himself to single combat. Blooddrinker, Doomblade of the Whispers, was talking as normal until I disarmed the wretch and called
1: for him to yield. Mm -hmm. I see. And what was the last thing Blooddrinker said? You know, it's the strangest thing. The last thing it said was... Slay the fiend,
0: cut down the wretch where he lies, and we shall be rid of another plague of the Eight Realms. After that, not a word. And what did you do? Well, the Orc Lord yielded and promised never to return, so I set
1: him free. Mm, Hmm, Um. Are you a lawful good paladin by any chance? Yes. How is that relevant? I don't think there's anything wrong with your sword, sir. I think it's just giving you the silent treatment. The silent treatment? Whatever for? Why, calm with these sentient weapons, I'm afraid. All they want is to taste the blood of your enemies.
0: You know,
1: it did used to say that a lot. Now, will you be paladin at all? With mark, Lady of Mercy. Yes, Lady of Mercy. I think it's just not a good fit. My advice to you would be to trade it in for a slightly less bloodthirsty weapon. You'll both be much happier in the run. Have an excellent day. Ah, so that
0: was by Richard Kirk. Thank you, Richard, for sending that in. Yes, titled The Silent Treatment. Yes. If a- anyone else wants to send us a sketch, yes, um, you can send it to Morrispodcast at gmail.com and we'll do our best to perform it badly.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we'll do our best to perform it well, but we'll probably end up performing it badly. Yes, sorry, that's a more accurate description. It's yes, fair. Uh, yeah, I mean you don't have it doesn't have to be very long. We're like looking for two, three minutes reading it out.
0: Is it time, do you think, for our topic of the week? Oh, is it? Yeah, because I thought this week what we're going to be doing is we're going to be reviewing that classic uh, 1986 uh, runaway pop hit, the uh, Final Countdown, uh, produced by Europe.
1: Du, du, du. Yeah. Du, 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 du. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, I think that's a brilliant <laughs> I'm not entirely sure I see how it relates to RPGs, <laughs> but I'm a big fan of Countdown mechanics, so there is that. Yeah, and also... Yes. Yeah. And also... Yeah. Should we not do
0: that, and should we instead review the final enemy adventure module U3 for D&D, or should we stick with the final countdown?
1: I'm thinking about it. Which do you think you can talk? I think we should definitely do the final countdown.
0: Come <laughs> <laughs> on, let's do the let's do the module, shall we? Oh, fine, sports ball. All right um, then. So the final enemy is the uh, third part in this three-part trilogy. Oh, it's a it's a meaty module as well. It is. Considerably
1: bigger than the first two parts. Yeah. It's about fifty pages long. oh yeah, we've got what? Three three maps at the start, yeah. which is pretty big, and they are again uh well about, about two hundred by four hundred, maybe five hundred feet uh in scale, which is pretty large. Um also blue, which I'm reliably informed by um listening to our Discord. Hi Shane. Um, are blue to prevent the photocopying. Well, there we go. Yeah. Um, so, how about do you want to do a quick um, summary of the previous two, and then I'll do a quick summary of the plot of this one. Does that sound good? Yeah, I suppose I can give it. Like uh, the sinister secret salt marsh was uh, U one, and that involved a sort of Scooby U episode. Where, <laughs> Where are you? <laughs> uh, involving a illusionist because it's always an illusionist. They are the worst, except for enchanters, was the proper worst. But the illusions are just moderately worst, Uh, pretending to have a house be haunted Mm. through the use of strange mystic apparitions and other such phantasmal forces going on. They would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for those pesky kids. Yes, and by pesky kids we mean pesky adventurers are something like, what, nine, ten of them (laughs) all roaming in. You think
0: that's bad? Where do you see what this one's for?
1: (laughs) Oh, this (laughs) one, by the way, is from 1983. Um, not 1986 so there we go uh, no, the, fine, the any final any. countdown was 1986
0: oh okay Well, this the is NPCs,
1: 1983, 1983, yes. Yes. so what we're saying is that the final countdown ripped off the final enemy it must have done yeah. it's That's the only it. logical explanation and mm. well, this is for 8 to 12 characters <laughs> <in age. laughs> 8 to 12 I mean yeah that, at that stage you're like well look guys there's 12 of us why don't we just split into not only that you're
0: going to find out that there's a whole lot of NPCs as well like about a dozen NPCs to go along with
1: you as well. But anyway, let's carry on. Let's carry on. Ambitious. Yeah. Let's carry on summarising. So that was the first one. Yes. Since the secrets was salt marsh, and then we skipped to U2, which was um, what was U2? It was an Irish uh,
0: rock band that came popular during the eighties. <laughs> uh, oh, sorry, <laughs> actually, that's
1: who are U2? Clearly, maybe this gaming jeopardy oh, What What's the name of it? I can't remember. Um it says on the back here. Danger the, at Dunwater. Danger at Dunwater. Marvellous. And that deserves some sort of like um fishmen theme going on. And that was entirely appropriate because you had a pile of displaced lizardmen that have been displaced by Swahogan who are like uh, murderous shark people, and they'd taken refuge in a cave Shortly before your murder hovers, sorry, protagonists, uh, <laughs> turn up and kill them all. I mean, sorry, uh, talk to them peacefully uh, in a complete break mm. from tradition. Talking of Sahuagin, yes. we've got to practice that word because we're
0: going to be saying that a lot throughout this adventure. S- S- Sahuagin. Shark
1: folk. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, we should just call them shark men and just yeah. leave, it, leave it like
1: that.
0: Uh, I, I know it. Well, shark yeah. people. Um, Sahuagin, yeah. Um so yes, so the uh, yeah. U3, the final one in the trilogy, is um, is basically the assault on the Sahouagin um, headquarters base. Mm-hmm. Um which is um, so this these modules, um the U is generally sort of talked of as meaning underwater. Oh okay. Um as you may have noticed, none of them have been underwater so far. Not even at all that. This one is. Oh, at yeah. least at least we have a three level dungeon which is yes. Sakwagin Lair. And the bottom two levels of it are all underwater. Mm -hmm. And it refers you to the Dental Masters Guide for Underwater Rules with a whole bunch of new rules in this module. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Okay. Um, So the idea of this one is 8 to 12 of you. Right, that's another small group. um, That's a pile of players. Yeah, along with a contingent of marines from the uh, town of Saltmarsh sent by the town council are sent to scout out the Sahuagin Lair, um, to delve within, and to um, come back with information about the size of the Lair, the forces to be found
1: there, and other such information. Crikey. So we're talking, what, about 20, potentially up to 20 PCs plus allies? It seems like the sort of mission that you'd send one person on. Yeah, well, like, <laughs> or, or maybe, like, two or three, or even a small group. But, like, yeah, wow, well, yeah, this, this is, this is uh, going there in force. I mean, basically, you're a small army. up. So, so they go
0: out of their way at the start. They say, basically, mm-hmm. if the PCs don't... This is designed for PCs to be careful and tactical. Oh, and yeah. if they just go charging in, they will almost certainly die. Okay. Because the forces that they're faced against in this are overwhelming. Right. You can't just hack your way through this this adventure. You've got to sneak through it. You've got to be careful. They're okay, going to find it quite hard to port that. Edition. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how that works out. But um, what we essentially have it's in three parts. Yes. Well, from two major parts, we've got an sort of introductory part where yes, uh, the the council um, sends you off to uh, recognise the lair. Yes. About fifty about. miles away from Torquay. Yes, yeah. You've got a uh, a journey to the lair, which is on an island. Oh, okay. Um, in which case, you might have some very, uh, various wilderness encounters and stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, including, I think, there's one where two giant octopuses attack your, attack your ship. Nice. It's always fun. Yes. And then you've got to get into the lair itself and scout it out, all three levels of it, and use underwater magic in order to
1: survive it. Because two of the levels are completely submerged. Right. Well, it appears that the architecture, that the artist of this module knows much about architecture as I did. Hmm? Well, because it's like a sort of black like wooden. Yeah, well, that's Saltmarsh. Yeah, but with it's a, like the with a Tudor, place called Mix. The the, the Tudor sort of um, design. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I must say, it definitely did not look that English to me. Hmm. Wow. Well, Parkinson, apparently. Yeah. So, the reward,
0: for, the reward for collecting this information from the town council is 10,000 gold. That is a hefty pile of cash. Yeah. Well, the Lizardmen also provide 12 warriors and two officers to join your party as well. As well as the As long as you didn't kill them all in the
1: previous adventure, in which case you don't get those. I think, I think a call to Britain's fears. oops, I did it again, might be appropriate yeah. here at this point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you've got, what, 30-odd people? Yes. And <laughs> these 30 people are going to sneak into oh, a dungeon. Oh, no. <laughs> it's, a of, it's a squad of six marines, local men. Because that's what we need. We need to so we have got, so got twelve PCs. We have got twelve lizard people. Yeah, plus two officers. Plus fourteen.
0: fourteen. Uh, plus six six local marines. So we're over thirty now. Yes. Yeah,
1: and oh. these these over thirty people are going to sneak into this dungeon in order to scout it out. Because that's what I think of. <laughs> I think yeah, thirty stealth rolls. No one's going to blow. No one's going to blow that, are they? Uh.
0: So anyway, um, yeah, it's um.
1: One thing I did notice about this adventure, if you're going to pay 10,000 gold pieces, you might as well say, look, here's 10,000 gold pieces, organise a bunch of mercenaries, get in and kick them in. Yeah. Well, what they do, once you get back with the information, they do send out
0: uh, an army and basically kills all the um, sharkmen off screen. So you've got to get in and get out with the information and then the town will actually clear it up.
1: I gotta say, do these people even deal? What? <laughs>
0: <laughs> What's the
1: best
0: part? Oh. I know what is quite funny is. Do you remember, like in the last module, there was that bit where they described the woman. At the end, there were um, several lizard men um, falling into rank oh. um, uh, with, uh, with with an officer commanding them to, to line up and stuff. Oh, yeah, yes. and a magic user. So that happened, twi- that happened twice in that last module. Okay. it happens twice. At the, for some reason, yep. the authors of these modules really like you walking into rooms just as a dozen or so enemy warriors are being lined up into formation by an officer in in random barracks and
1: what various rooms. <laughs> it just keeps happening. It's really weird. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is going to be an interesting one to port because you've got... Your typical like you're not getting a party of twelve people playing a modern role playing game. No. I mean, we might in some very fringe cases, but nowadays accepted wisdom is what you do, what, four to six? Usually, yeah. Seven yeah. seven if you're a lunatic GM who wishes to try and bring it all. I imagine yeah, it's gonna take quite a bit of um. Uh, That's generally got a, a lot of porting, yeah. Thing, yeah. 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 But the characters are much tougher.
0: Yeah, there is that, there is that. Yeah. Um so what have we got? So we got um generally to the um to the fortress,
1: the Lizard man Fortress. Oh, yeah, you, a Sehuagen fortress. And uh, do you remember from the first module where we had like about eight different rules? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, it's like salt Marsh, mm-hmm. I'm not going to give you any details. You make all that stuff up. Mm-hmm. But the pseudo dragon pet you can acquire, yeah. that needs a good, like, several different lines, yeah. <laughs> orders of preference, that needs to be mapped out. We're not playing with that because apparently pseudo dragons are awesome. Mm-hmm. I quite like a pet dragon myself. So, yeah. yeah. So then you approach through the marshlands. Yes.
0: Um, uh, where you can have a number of random encounters, including a black dragon, yeah, giant leeches, mm. babblers—I'm not sure what babblers are—giant constrictor snakes, crocodiles, yeah, so there's that then, hippopotamuses,
1: hippopotami—all common features of the English countryside. Yeah, of course, especially Actually, hippopotami. Yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. Maze without screaming hippopotamus lad. <laughs> <laughs> Down by the Thames, yeah. You know, Most dangerous
0: animal in Africa apparently, hippopotamus. The yes, they will kill you without even thinking about yes. it. Yes. Much uh, more dangerous than lions. Yeah. You, then you get to the fortress itself. <sighs> bun, bun, bun. So you get to the front gate of the fortress and there are these big stone doors yeah, right. and you need a knock spell to get in. Awkward. It'd be
1: awkward if you haven't got one but I suppose with 12 we good hopefully somebody's got one. Well, hopefully. But I mean, yeah. You know, to be fair... Uh, you get a jolly boat, which is not the name or particularly happy boat, but is like a little uh, baby boat that goes to a ship. Yes, and lets you go places. Yes, and you're going along there to get to the fortress.
0: Yes, yes, and then you go onto this causeway, and there's these big stone doors which need a knock spell to get through. Yes, and then you enter the um, lair itself, Ooh. which is a big dungeon yes. with three levels, Ooh. and the bottom two levels are completely underwater. So you've got to use water breathing and various other magical methods. Swahagin are shark people. Yes, they are
1: amphibious. Yes. Amphibious? Yes.
0: Yes. Um, So there's chances that, you know, because you're going underwater, you're going to just run into random sharks and things. Just like flying, uh, swimming down the corridors and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. I mean, it, can, it, makes yeah. you, it means you're fighting types of monsters you wouldn't normally, I suppose. That is which true. Makes it kind yeah. of fun.
1: So There's a whole nautical section of D&D which is yet to be explored.
0: Well, I think it could be done quite well if you just kept DC sea stuff mainly to flavour and didn't to okay. get too bogged down in the underwater rules. Because I think that could slow the game down a bit. If you kept it many to play them, just like when someone dies, just mention how it floats upwards towards the surface, or, yeah, yeah. you know, that sort of thing. Yeah,
1: I mean, I mean the problem is it's, uh, they, they do have some quite realistic underwater fighting rules in the DMG, I think, uh, which include things like, uh, piercing weapons are great, mm. uh, slashing and bludgeoning weapons, yeah. not so much so.
0: Yeah. Um, I, don't know, I don't know whether it's worth just doing all that, because you just, get like, nerfs so off like characters.
1: Mm. Uh, it would certainly make a cleric quite unhappy. Yeah. Uh, and also, how do they breathe? Spells of water, cap of water breathing. Do you think? Yeah, don't you have these magical abilities.
0: Gonna yeah. I mean, have to. Um, yeah. So yeah. So then, basically, they sneak through this um, dungeon. Essentially. Yes. Um, there's a whole. There's a slave pen there, but there's only one slave left. All the others have died. Oh. And um, he is. Uh, he's, uh, there. He is an old, emaciated man, yes. and he was part of a previous adventuring party, and he's able to give you a whole bunch of information just before he dies in your arms. Which is you know oh. convenient of him. Yeah. And at one point he uh, as he dies, he whispers to you and goes, Remember metamorph. Bum 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 And that is the um command word for a magic item of oh. the uh the Sehuagin have uh, have taken. I see. Yeah. Oh jolly exciting. Oh, wonder well, polymorphing, in fact. Mm. Ah. Which would be quite useful underwater, I guess. I guess. Yeah, yeah I mean, polymorph you to an air elemental. And then we continue on and you can run into various slavers and you can see various chieftains and things like that. Yeah, yeah. just sneaking through chieftains, barracks where there's um of course a whole lot of people um lining up. Twenty one
1: mm-hmm. adult males male swahobi.
0: Yeah, and um, we've Not got major- ten we've got ten warriors here grouped in this circle, um tormenting two crabs which are fighting each other, which is nice. Yeah. Um, in a different barracks. Well, think- various barracks. Yeah. Um, clerics' quarters, lieutenants' quarters, all that sort of stuff. Uh, there's a temple. Mm-hmm. Uh, the temple has a it's a big, big, big room with a, a great white shark swimming around in it. Who, so. who the uh, who the Swar- Sahuagin sacrifice things to? Mm-hmm. And at the moment they are uh, sacrificing um, some sort of runts of the litter, as it were, uh-huh. for for young Sahuagin which don't meet their. Um, exacting sounds a physical collection yes, yeah, yeah 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 exactly
1: that yeah, yeah it's quite horrible yeah. um, Brilliant. Yeah. um so there's that I do wonder how did they get the great white shark in there well, I suppose it's swimming put the first level in, in the fundula. water oh okay uh, then we've got a throne
0: room which contains uh, the Baron who's their chief leading leader guy oh, and he's a nice. four armed shark man nice sounds nice you think he's forewarned as well. <laughs> um, he's got a trident and a net of snaring. I like the Baron. You didn't see that one coming. No. And, um, yeah, so uh, then you get to have a nice little fight with him. Yes. If you want, you can have a fight with him. Yeah. Um, there's the Baroness, which I guess is his wife. Yeah. Um, and uh, she uh, she she has her own quarters. Yes. And then we've got an arena. An arena. arena in which two Sahuagin are settling a difference in ritual combat while well, fifty odd watch underwater. That's a lot of Sahuagin. Yeah. There's a lot of Sahuagin. More lieutenant's quarters, more guard posts, more barracks, oh, really? a drill hall, and another guard room, and that's basically it. So you basically search through wow. all of this, probably kill a whole load of Sahuagin, hopefully don't get in too big a fight. Well, yeah. Because okay. there are some rooms with 20 or 50 of them in them.
1: Yeah, uh, and you'll get rocking up with like 30 of which yes. is not the greatest of all. It's all very
0: subtle. And then you get out, yes. make your way back to Saltmarsh. Yes. The people at Saltmarsh give you 10,000 gold, and then the entire adventure ends off screen as the uh, town council of Saltmarsh sends an army off to deal with the Sahuacan.
1: Yeah. The party members will take no part in this event, but they can be assured of <laughs> its unqualified success. Largely due to the information they were able to glean. <laughs> well, that's nice. Yes, yes, you're contributing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. don't let anyone tell you differently. Yeah. And there we go. That is yes the final
0: countdown by Europe from 1986. Yes, a wonderful song. <laughs> do, do, do. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay, so. Well, the other one's an interesting one, because the first one was kind of a mystery detective thing with a twist in it. The second one was a diplomacy adventure with a twist in it. This one is just a dungeon
1: crawl where you've got to sneak about to not not get killed. To to be fair, it's very very straightforward, this one. Sinister Secrets is much stronger because um, it is a proper mystery and Mm. it's got some interesting things. There are some odd bits in it, like the chap who says... Oh, yes, yes. I am a level three thief. Uh, pleased to meet you. Yeah. You say a level three thief because I have all the uh, prerequisites. Well, that there. happens in this one. There's a guy who's a level five wizard,
0: magic user, mage, whatever they call them. Oh, yeah. Name. Magic user, I think it was. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he introduces himself and he's a, a pulmonerge, which is a fifth level magic user. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Please allow me to present my credentials here. <laughs> yeah, we done. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's the whole trilogy, done. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's interesting. And then the second one, as you say, is largely a diplomacy mission.
0: Right, in theory. In theory. I think yeah. there's a good chance it could be a murder hobo mission, and then you realise at the end that you've um,
1: yeah. screwed up the entire plot. But, but, I mean, what if the players just go straight with, hi, hey, we're here from Saltmarsh. What's up? Uh, yes, like, and the little, little, little men would go,
0: oh, hi, yeah, do you want to join our alliance? And the players would go, yeah, all right, and then <laughs> that would be the adventure
1: over. And that, that's you two missing, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, yeah. Then, and then if you've it once, why not try to do it with the Swahagren? Why can't you talk to them? Mm-hmm. I don't see that working out well. No, at that point, right. I, mean, I think the Swahagren are very, very,
0: very mean. They're not very nice at all. Yeah, as so lizard folk, who, who are, are lovely. I, yes.
1: yes. Well, I mean they're not lizard folk, they're lizard men. Lizard men, yes. 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 It's the 1980s, you know. <laughs> lizard men. But they were female lizard men. Oh, of course. <laughs> also, yes. To be fair, I, have, I do enjoy the occasional bit where this is called out in fancy books. They talk about this female man. <laughs> right. Oh yes, yes. I see what you did that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. there. Yeah, very good. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think we're done. Hello. Done for another week. Yes. So we'll be back next week at the same bat time, same bat channel, same bat place, same bat place. Um, hopefully, we'll have fixed our or replaced our mixer, and we won't have to cuddle up quite so much. Yep. Although I know you're enjoying it. That's true. Hello, <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> uh, and uh, yeah. Um, so, thank you, everybody, for
1: listening. We hope you've enjoyed listening to this podcast because we I, certainly haven't enjoyed making it. That been awful. <laughs> I, I I despise us. It's all come out now.
0: <laughs> <sighs> Hashtag. Team Morris. Hashtag Team Peter. dragons <laughs> is watching you. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> there we are. Um, yeah, if, uh, if you could, please do pop on over to our Patreon and please support our podcast. You'll get access to uh, exclusive extra content, deleted yes. scenes, alternate versions of our sketches, all sorts of stuff. Yes. And the opportunity to ask us questions directly. Yes. And if you'd like to send us a sketch or reach us for some other reason, you can reach us at morrispodcast at gmail.com. Or also on the Discord channel. One thing I also want to say is we haven't had any reviews in ages. Oh, um we subscribe to this service which every two weeks sends you an email yes. telling you about the latest iTunes reviews because <laughs> iTunes reviews show up <laughs> on different services. Yes. So you'd have to log out and log into iTunes.com, iTunes.com. Co uk and the australian one yeah. and the uh canadian one all that sort of stuff to see yeah. them all um there's a service that um just summarizes it every two weeks okay. like for the last two months every two weeks i basically got this email saying here's a summary of your latest reviews on itunes you have no new reviews so oh. <laughs> and i always feel quite sad when i get and i was i was almost going to just cancel the service like, oh god i just want, don't want to keep getting emails telling me we've got no reviews oh. but. If you could, could, but if you could review our podcast and leave us five stars please because basically the way it works is if it's not five stars four stars or less may as well be one star just the way its algorithms work mm-hmm. um, and and just leave us a comment or two or, well not even just iTunes whatever your pod catching app or source is your preferred form of media um, so yeah thanks for listening and we will um, return return next week ah yes. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. Well, what a disappointment that was. I have some thumbscrews around here somewhere. Maybe after a bit more torture, their podcasting might
1: be a little less excruciating. (laughs) Do you see what I did there?